Hello, I'm Kevin Kevin, and welcome to Black History Mini Dots Podcast, where Black History Mini Dot Podcast celebrates comedy. And for this episode, I'm your special guest host, Kevin Kevin. You may have seen me on such TV shows as Mystery of Laura, The Defenders, and most recently, Kevin Bacon's City on the Hill. I also, myself, am a stand-up comedian. That being said, Black History Mini Dots podcast have incorporated me to help celebrate our famous icons in comedy, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, and Flip Wilson. Now, strangely and oddly enough, these famous icons' birthdays are in December, which is why Black History Mini Dot podcast is celebrating them. So, with that being said, my guests for this special episode are comedians themselves in their own right, Mark Overton and Figman. So, with that being said, welcome to the show. Ben, this is the beauty of it. That's why I like live stuff. Well, anyway, fellas, um, we're here with um, BlackHistoryMini.com's uh, celebrating the month of December for some of our, um, you know, our most revered and loved comics, you know, uh, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, and Flip Wilson. And the reason why Black History Mini Dot podcast is doing this because uh, I did not know that all three of them have birthdays in December. Nice. Mm. You know, and, um, you know, we, I don't think we often think about that. I mean, we know them for being icons as they are, but I never even actually thought about their birthdays being in December. So, um, that's interesting. Winter babies, December, all legends, born in December. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And pun intended, funny enough, you know, all of them made their transitions. I did not know that none of them made 70. Oh man, that's crazy. None of them. They all passed away or transitioned in their sixties. Wow. Mm. What was Red Fox? Because he sure, you know, he looked like he was up there. He looked like he, he was. In yeah, he did. He was born in twenty two. He passed. Away. He was sixty eight, and he passed away. He transitioned in October. Oh, you know. Wow. And the story goes oddly enough. Uh, you know, he had a heart condition, a heart attack, if you will, and he's always known for that on the show Sanford and Son. Okay, right. and they thought he was playing. Art imitates life. Yeah, but here, here, here go even something more so, which I found out in my research. Did you know his actual really name, his birth name was Sanford? I uh, know. Nah. Well, Sanford, no, nah, I didn't know that. Yep, that was his actual birth <laughs> name. You see Sanford that? Fox? Yeah, yeah, I, no. I, I kid you not, you know. And uh, his real name wasn't Fox, you know what I'm saying? See, all these, all these Jews are things that, I don't want to say we take for granted. We just never even thought about it. Okay. You, you know, and he was, he always, you know, in this show, he would always reference uh, St. Louis. And mm-hmm. he was actually born in St. Louis. Okay. Well, actually some things, uh, you know, I guess they incorporated in the show to make it more authentic, if you will. So that was a good thing, you know. And, um, you know, he started his, his career doing stand-up, of course. You know, as they say, quote-unquote, the Chitlin Circuit, and, uh, you know, from there, you know, I guess, I think that's a, a gateway, I guess, for a lot of comedians, you know, I guess it's from stage to television, 
No, and you can see that uh, the chitlin circuit. It's what we make it. We make these uh, venues and opportunities all across the country. No advertisement at that time, and it was just all word of mouth. Uh -huh. And if you take advantage of that and get to a certain level, you know the powers that be are going to see you. And then it's a matter of what can we do with that person. Uh -huh. Fast forward to this day and age, it's similar. But then you also have the do-it-yourself route. Okay, mm -hmm. you don't know what to do with me. Here, here's an idea. Let, let's put this together. Let's put that together. So that's that's kind of cool, too. At 85 South, that group, I could appreciate what they did. They came together as somewhat of a brotherhood, made some noise, and now mm -hmm. they make noise on a bigger level. Uh, Kings of Comedy, they did it on a big level, but New York Kings of Comedy did it on a smaller level. You get that little click. And you try to make some noise, and you try to turn it into whatever you can. So you know that's that's the art, and that's the the rub your elbows, do it from from the ground up, and that's how we've always been throughout. Okay, okay. Your thoughts, Fig? Yeah, man. I, I mean, you know, when I came up, we I, nobody was eating chitlins no more. So it meant the chitlin circuit. We was we was the buffalo wings. Okay. <laughs> Buffalo wings, for, for sure. You know Buffalo I mean? wings and one dollar soda. Yeah, you know that's a famous staple of uh, of of the comedy club, man. Buffalo wings. They say, "Hey, man, we ain't got your money, but you know, if you want some wings." Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Listen, we we've had we we've definitely transitioned um, from that circuit, uh, and the pandemic has caused a lot of people to pivot. And to make the change from uh, from doing the local club, which is closed down, to uh -huh. doing things more online, social media, internet based. Um, that's basically what it is now. It's social media based, and you can see it trending that way because right before the pandemic, there was a lot of stars who I shouldn't say so. Yeah, it was. They were stars. Social media stars who had a lot of followers. They were the ones who were getting booked uh, for the bigger money, you know, being able to do large venues and getting paid uh, a nice amount of money to perform because they had a lot of followers. That was, that was the new carrot, if you will, that they put in front of you before, right before the social media boom they used to ask, what were your TV credits? Like, what have you done? Right. What have you been on? What are your credits, you know? Have you done movies? Have you done TV? You know, that, that, that's what they wanted to know. But, but then it sort of transitioned to, well, how many, how many followers do you have? How many Instagram followers do you have? How many followers do you have on Facebook, Twitter? And those guys were getting a lot of work, male and female, uh, stage work, because they had a lot of followers and were able to put behinds in the seats, if you will. And they were able to qualify for a decent amount of money yeah. because they had fans, you know, followers equal fans, you know? So if you have fans, then, then they could, uh, they could pay you. And, and then some even transitioned to on screen because they had people that they thought would want to see them. You know, people started putting, you know, producers and, and directors started putting them in in little bit roles, movie parts, and uh, TV roles, so so you could see them, you know, because they had followers, which 
again, equal fans. So, you know, you can see things transitioning and moving from genre to genre, you know, from age to age, from the 60s to the 70s, 80s, 90s, on to, you know, today, 2020. Well, you know, uh, if I may say this, I want I want to say something in regards to uh, Red. And he said social media, because there's always been social, okay, but maybe not the media part as we know it today. But before we get into that and elaborate on that, let's just take a short break from Black History Mini Dot Podcast. Black History Mini Many comedians who can make you laugh just by looking at him. Comedians like John Elroy Sanford. You probably wouldn't recognize him by that name, but you do know him as Red Fox. Red first tried out as a singer and then was bitten by the comedy bug in the 1940s. But after 20 years of comedy records and nightclub gigs, Red landed a cameo role in the classic film Cotton Comes to Harlem. His performance caught the eye of television mogul Norman Lear, who billed a sitcom around Red and called it Sanford and Son. Red immediately enlisted the help of his comedy friends and a television classic was born. After a few years on the huge hit, Red voiced his opinion about the lack of a proper dressing room. That's when he felt the wrath of the Hollywood Big Burgers. It took a while, but Red got his dressing room. But his stance eventually caused the canceling of his show. But that didn't stop Red. He went on to sign a contract in Vegas to headline his own show. It was the first time that happened for a black comedian ever. People often ask, why aren't there any shows on television like Sanford and Son? My answer, because there'll never be another comedian like Red Fox. Okay, and we're back. The word of mouth was the social, you know? Right. And, right. and they right. just didn't have the electronic stuff. And I, you know, which is more powerful, you would think? The social media today or the word of mouth back then? Social, social media reached so many people uh, that and it's, it's, it's the most effective way of advertising right now. You have to, how many people can you reach? Word of mouth. I think it just was a little bit more organic. You know what I mean? It's like it's like uh anything else, like a, a drum machine as compared to a real drummer. You know? There's just a little element that a live human being can give you as compared to artificial intelligence. Well, I wouldn't call it artificial. You you you're talking about intimacy. Hey, we don't get down like that. Come on, slow down. You know, when, when you're talking uh, person to person, it's a, it's a level of intimacy. But when you're doing it, um, right. when you're doing it on social media by camera and um, the internet, then, then it, it, you know, it loses something. I, I always explain it. The best way I can explain it is like, I've been to live tapings where, um, you see a, a live performance that is being recorded for television and you're in the room at the time and you know what, what the energy was in the room and the audience response uh, in the room at exactly. the time. And then when it's broadcast on television, some, you know, some time later and you see it, 
you was like, oh, my God, this is going to be great. This is going to be fantastic. And then when you see it, you're like, oh, man, whoa. Like, that lost something. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, it didn't have the same impact on television that it did in that room because when people come together, I think they bring a level of energy that has yet to be captured via social media. You cannot capture the same intimate energy of people gathering together for one event. You cannot capture the energy. Their technology has not caught up. You can still get to jokes or you can still get to songs and entertainment and whatever, but you cannot, you can't capture the energy and intimacy of a group of people gathering for a, a particular event. It's impossible. As far as the internet, you can reach people, but as far as a live performance and also word of mouth, you touch people. Sure, you're going to reach more people on the internet, and sometimes they don't, they don't get it. But if somebody says they were there when they saw the fight and sweat while, or they heard the comedian and, and the room was buzzing, you know, it's an electricity that you're not going to get. And you're going to believe the person that, that went to the show as opposed to uh, just seeing a clip or advertisement about the show. But if you go and see uh, uh, the line for the comedy club, but you see the line and you heard somebody, mm -hmm. the line was around the corner, dude, <laughs> what's going on? Well, let me ask you, well, that, with that being said, do you think that Red Fox would have been bigger than he was or more accepted than he was if there had been social media? I, I think, you know, it only adds, if you're, if you're great, it only adds to it. It only mm -hmm. magnifies it. You know, it's just okay. like, okay, you got your grassroots and you're going around the country to these comedy clubs. And now social media is just kind of advertising for you. So when you come and, and what happens, you can see an advertisement and you also hear the word of mouth. But when you go, like, like uh, when uh, Robin Harris came to Uptown Comedy Club, you could hear about things about Robin Harris and, 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 and the energy and the compliments about, but being in the room, oh my goodness, uh -huh. you know, you advertised and now he's in the room. And you got the you got that personal touch and energy of of, of and the laughter uh, being contagious and you're being in the room. Uh -huh. It's just a it just will take it to another level. It'll take it to another uh -huh. level. Just be enabling him to reach more of the masses. Okay, so he would have been able to reach more people. Okay, I see. That. So so that and transitioning on, uh, Flip Wilson. He's another great uh, comedian. Uh, who had his own TV show back in the 70s called The Flip Wilson Show. And uh, he also, too, uh, you know, transitioned early as well. And um, I, I don't know what it is, but Flip Wilson was, uh, I thought, was so funny as a kid. Uh, if you, I don't know if you guys ever saw his show. We had The Flip Wilson Show, and he used to do this character oh, yeah, called yeah. Geraldine. And um, uh, he used to wear this dress, and that's a big thing now. Or comedians wearing a dress, but uh, as a kid, I did not know that that was a man in the dress. Or I knew it was a lady with a great pair of legs, you know. And um, I can say that with confidence. Just, you, uh, have, you don't have the post, uh, Geraldine. There's just no, no, not anymore. Um, <laughs> you ain't said that slick, you know. You ain't said that slick. And um, the whole thing, she would always go, "Oh, it's killer, honey." And that was the whole, you know, thing. And, you know, he would do this thing, and it was just so great. And um, once again, 
his birth name uh, wasn't Flip Wilson. He got that name, which was a nickname when he was in the service because he used to tell these stories. And sometimes his army buddies would think he was flipping out. So the name stuck, Flip. And once again, that's how he got his name. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all knew that. I was introduced to uh, Flip Wilson. I didn't know he was a stand-up. Even to this day, I didn't realize he was a stand-up. But Flip Wilson, not only was he um, uh, a funny comedian who had um, funny characters, uh -huh. he was also a great businessman. Because way back then, you think about it, uh, in the time when the Flip Wilson show was out, he was actually uh, an owner and a producer uh -huh. of that show. So he was also uh -huh. a great businessman. And if you uh -huh. go back and look at some of the old clips, he put a lot of stars that we have today on uh, on that show. I think he had Richard Pryor on that show. Uh -huh. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Robin Williams may have been on the Flip Wilson show in the, in the early beginning. So he put a, lo a, a lot of people on a lot of... Uh, people who turned out to be great stars on his show in the very beginning. Um, he, he was just, he was way ahead of his time as far as a, a businessman, an entertainer and a comedian. I've never, again, I've never seen his actual standup, but as mm. far as his show, second to none, man, still funny till this oh, yeah. day. You know, it, it's uh some, you know, great comedy stands the test of time. I like the uh, contemporary comedians that also do the same thing, whether it's Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, how they have their shows and they make sure they bring in all their buddies and give them a chance to shine in, in bits mm -hmm. and things like that. So that's great to hear where it first came from as far as Flip Wilson and the business that he did. And then also, you know, following that same path, uh, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle on their show did the same thing, and maybe other comedians with their show. And I like the right. fact that, you know, the uh, the Wayans brothers, they right. in their movies and, and, and in Living Call and everything else, they're pulling people in. You could shine. Okay, you could shine. Got an all-star cast. So that that was fantastic to see. And we got, we got uh, what, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Kilo was one of the Fly Girls. Yeah. A lot of stars came out of there, man. A lot of stars. Legends. Well, the key word, I think, what you, what you said, uh, Mark and Fig, is that um, it stands the test of time, which is a real true testament to good anything. If you can still laugh at it the same way today as you did back then. You understand what I'm saying? That's what you call quality. Flip Wilson is uh, definitely uh, one for the books, and we lost him. Uh, early as well, uh, doing uh, for, uh, he transitioned because he was ailment with uh, liver uh, disease, if I remember that correctly. And but once again, like you said, um, I heard he had quit the business also because he had gotten custody of his kids and he wanted to spend more time with them mm. onto the retail, which is a very honorable thing. And it's a good thing you can do that if you are in a financial place where you're comfortable and able to do that. You know, me and my 12 kids, we aren't in that place yet. So, uh, you know, but you got that 12 being, kids, do you? Uh, uh, no, well, well, one left. So, um, well, I put them on my taxes. But anyway, that ain't, that's neither here nor there. Don't get, don't get up in my business now. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So, uh, that being said, we do uh, celebrate and honor Flip Wilson. Now, for the piece that this this uh the, the king of all kings in comedy, as they all say, is the one and only 
Oh, uh, thank you so much. Pryor. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Oh, now, if you oh, don't oh, know oh, Richard Pryor yeah, yeah. and you in comedy, then guess what? You ain't in comedy. <laughs> you know? Is, is that a true statement? You know, who could be yeah. a stand-up comedian? You say, well, Richard Pryor. And you go, who's that? Really? Really? Man, you get kicked all out the club. Well, people just ain't going to even talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, because before you jump in the pool, you're going to have to study comedy at some point. You know, or something has to make you go, hey, I, I can do that or whatever. You dig? The sad thing is there's going to be a generation soon that only could hear about them. Now, when you talk about the Internet and people start on the Internet, I don't know if they study the history of comedy. Uh -huh. So that that's that's the uh, danger. Uh -huh. That's the danger. That would well, be sad, but yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, to uh, well, I, I hear what you're saying, but I have to disagree with that because the reason why I say that because even now today, people still talk about Shakespeare, talk about the Beatles. Oh yeah, yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? You know the older generation and anybody you know that came up and started studying comedy, and, and we, we pass it down. We pass it down. But uh -huh. you know, when is the generation gap going to open and and the younger generation stops listening? Because you know they rebel. They don't always. They don't want to like the music you like. And now uh, think about the year he passed. Think about people that was born after that and started doing comedy like twenty years after. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be a certain time, and it's it's going to be a test at that point. But those that have lived it and listened and learned and know about all about Pryor, all about Red Fox and Flip Wilson. Now think about Flip Wilson. As funny mm -hmm. as he was, you kind of lose a piece there with the newer generation because they don't talk about Flip the way they talk about Richard Pryor. Uh, for good reason. I mean, it, it's a different level, but the level is a high level. Mm -hmm. So you got Red Fox. Okay, if they know Richard, shouldn't they also know some of Flip, some of Red, some of Moms, maybe? Because this is all the legends mm -hmm. of the game and the pioneers. But at some point, that timing. Well, well, in all fairness, I hear what you're saying, but I guess that depends on that individual, how much they're willing to study the greats and learn and be a student, not emphasizing right, right. of the game. You know, I'll throw some names out there, and, and they aren't celebrated as much as well. Like I told you before, uh, George Kirby, Nipsey Russell, who are also yeah. uh, great uh, uh, comedians. If you go back and look at their stuff, it's like, man, they're funny. And a lot of people don't even... And, and, um, um, <clears throat> You know, a lot of people they they they, they don't mention, like um our, our, our activist who just passed away, J uh, Dick Gregory. You know, right? He was a yeah. stand up too. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people know me as an activist, but Dick Gregory was a comedian. Hilarious, one of the funny, and very funny. And then you got Paul Mooney. I mean, you know, so you, you have right. a lot of people in there, and uh, it, it's just I just hope that. You know, the majority of the people that really want to do it, you know, go back and find out where they started, where it all started from. Uh -huh. Well, listen, if you, I, I always believe if you, if you're not familiar with those who have gone before you or preceded you, then you, um, you lose something, you lose your foundation and the strength of anything is, is in the foundation. No, you only uh -huh. can go as high as deep as your found or as strong as your foundation is if you don't know whose shoulders you stand on right then right. You, you probably you, you're probably not gonna have a lot of substance to go with that 
-hmm. you know those guys are, uh, were extremely successful in doing what it is that they did um especially dick gregory he like he refused at the height he refused to go uh to johnny carson because uh he was he was told or the or the uh the thing was is that johnny wouldn't let you sit on the couch afterwards uh -huh. and he was like well i'm not he said if i can't sit down and have a conversation with him after i perform on the show then i don't want to do it and they called him up and they told him he's like listen he said we want you to come do this show and he was like no i don't want to do it because he's not going to invite me to come and sit on the couch and stuff like that and he was like yeah he is going to He's going to invite you to come and sit on the couch. After you perform, he's going to invite you to come over. And that was the big thing. I don't know if you guys remember, that was the big thing. If Johnny Carson invited you to come sit on the couch, you made it. Uh -huh. That was the no, big yeah, thing. That, like, you were successful at that point. Mm -hmm. that, that was Johnny putting his stamp of approval on you, which meant that you was a star and you, you had made it in Hollywood. You about to get some more work. <laughs> <laughs> My question all of a sudden is now, who's Johnny? Who, who let Johnny sit on the couch? You know what I'm saying? You know, that's, that's another whole story and segment I know. It is. But, I'm trying to remember. I think, was it Jack Parr? That, well, Jack Parr was Johnny? first, then you had Steve Allen. Steve Allen. Steve Allen. Ah, okay. Steve Allen. There you go. Like I said, study the game, baby. But, uh, yeah, but the other thing about what, uh, what we're talking about Richard is that um, when he was doing Sanford and Son, I heard Richard was responsible for uh, Red getting that show. Nice. And uh, which was heavy. And Paul Mooney was a writer on there as well. So Paul Mooney uh, has written for a lot of people, you know. Yes, sir. And a lot of people look up to Paul Mooney as a writer. Personally, that may be a oh, no. story. I mean, I met him personally. Uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but um, Paul Mooney, you know, he's an icon as far as his writing is concerned. And the thing about it, check out how things work out. Richard Pryor did this movie, uh, y'all may remember, called Which Way Is Up. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hilarious. He played three different characters. And the director of that movie was Mr. Schultz. They was... Schultz, David Schultz, if I'm saying his name correctly, and he also directed Richard Pryor in a movie called Car Wash. Yeah. Okay, okay so that's classic. two. And then he later on directed me <laughs> in a TV show called The Mysteries of Laura. Oh, you know? I ain't nobody trying. You're trying to get you. No, no. <laughs> you know, no, so, you know. No, no, no. No, no, no. Let him. Let him. Come let on, him. man. Let him no, let man. man. Come on. Hey, look at that. Wait, wait. No, that's fine. That's cool. No, that's cool. Because we know we know about your acting resume. He, but he, but he, he directed Richard two times. And then he directed hmm. Kevin Cav. And, and it's Come cool. on, somebody. Cool. Recognize. Listen, man, we got to wrap this up, man. And listen, we are, if, if, if y'all will allow me, uh, or, or Black History uh, uh, um, 
Mini Dots podcast to ask you guys to come again. I would appreciate you. But before we go, let us know what you guys are doing, what's happening, what's going down. Since Fig, you're on the top left, talk to me. What's going on? Well, man, listen, I've, I've, uh, since the COVID, I've pivoted a little bit and, and um, transitioned to doing some things via social media. And um, I'm actually a part of a show called The Bot Seats, which is a sports show done by comedians. Myself, talent, Rodney Perry, hosted by Frank Holder, Human Mill Magazine, and Human Mill TV. And that's on uh, Monday through Friday, uh, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. It's on Human Mill TV and also we stream it on Facebook Live. Again, that's Monday through Friday. It, it's just it's just fun, man, for one hour to take a break in your day, your lunch break, and just have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of fun laughing and talking about sports. If you're a sports enthusiast, a sports fan, you want to check out the box seats. A lot of fun. Okay, thank you so much. And Mark? Uh, just writing right now, that's all. I, I mm-hmm. actually uh, I do want to fi- finish a pilot episode of a, a sitcom I want to work on based on my comedy. And this animated comedy uh, that hopefully, based on uh, Kevin Hart's uh, documentary, Don't don't F This Up, he was looking for an animated feature, as one of his uh, producers said, uh, I think this would be a great project for, for him. So I want to uh, finish writing like the second or third draft and get this over and try to start trying to go that route. Thank you guys for coming to the show. Black History Mini Dot Podcast, thank you, and we appreciate you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Kevin, your special guest host from Black History Mini Dot Podcast. Please always be safe, be happy, and until next time, we'll see you. Be safe. Black History Mini Dot Podcast.